0: Welcome to the 35th episode of Fresh Floppies.
1: What's up to all our psychics and hench folks out there in the Geek Nation? Uh, you're listening to Fresh Floppies. Uh, what is a floppy, JD? I'll
0: tell you, it's a weekly comic book that comes out. Uh, some people call them
1: issues. We call them floppies because it's fun. I am your compatriot. Compatriot? Com- com- co hosticon? Compatriot. Co uh, hosticon. <laughs> It's the, the, the combination of co-hosts and cons. Co-host-a-con. I oh, know. I
0: thought it was a Transformer. Uh,
1: what would I turn into? I don't answer I... that. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, what's your name? My, uh, my name is Noel, and we are here to talk about comics that we enjoy, that we're into, that we're excited about, that we read. That came out spoilers. today. That came out today. Yes. came out today. Because we believe that comics are still good, because they are, objectively. And we want to talk about the ones that are fun. Yeah. Um... Uh, just rounding it, round it off the top, Round rounding off the top, starting off the top, starting off the round, um, Jesus Christ. the first, no, 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 no <laughs> I'm not cutting the zip. Um, masterpiece? The first, no, maybe you can let me finish the sentence. That's <laughs>
0: my maybe bad. Maybe you can oh, let me the sentence. I'll be
1: quiet, you go. Let's start over. Okay.
0: Welcome, Welcome to Fresh, to f- fresh f- w- <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: um, uh Yeah, the first comic we're going to talk about is Masterpiece, written by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Male- uh, with Art by. Art by Alex Maleev, created yep. by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev. Um, this is a brand new number one by Dark Horse. It's a new miniseries by these two legendary creators. Legendary? You yeah. To go with that? Like, yeah. I mean, they they both contributed quite a lot to, 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 to comics the comics over the past twenty
0: five years. Yeah. Almost thirty. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, they've been around. Uh, uh, well known. Uh, Wendy, how long do you have to be around to be a legendary status? I mean, twenty is classic.
0: Or um, what is it called?
1: Uh, vintage. Vintage. Is also Vintage, yeah. yeah.
0: So maybe I think 30 is like legendary. Legendary
1: yeah. uh, Legendary creators Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Malieve, their new creator owned series, uh, Masterpiece. It is the story of a young 15-year-old orphan mm-hmm. who finds out her parents are not what they were. Mm-hmm. What, what they are. What, the, they, what she thought they were. There's a secret. There's a secret. Um, did you like this, J.D.? I did.
0: I did. Uh, there's not much we can say about the book because of the secrets. True. There's a lot of secrets. But um, I do find myself secret. dipping back into the Brian Michael Bendis vibes. Uh, I like his creator own stuff. They definitely have their own flow. Uh, he is a guy who likes to, uh, he likes to type. He likes to write dialogue, so there's a bunch of it. And um, I like this kid masterpiece. That's her name. Spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, yeah. Her name is Masterpiece for some reason. Um, and we're, uh, we are introduced to her, I want to say, on her first day of school. Yeah. And I'm, I am already like her, just the way she reacts to being called to the front of the class to introduce herself. In mm-hmm. the same way I would probably react. Uh, but then she is taken out of school immediately and revealed to her her Stuff. secret history.
1: Yeah, this is so good. And I liked it a lot. Um, I have been... I guess I never left... The A lot of people hate Brian Michael Bendis. Um, Some for... Some for... I think it's an irrational hate that is stemmed from some very specific and fair criticisms. Mm -hmm. Um, That he's verbose. uh, That he has, uh, you know, a set of tropes that he keeps falling back on.
0: He plays a little fast and loose with previous continuity. Oh, I mean, that's when he's doing
1: Big 2 stuff. But he hasn't done that in a while. Yeah. uh, but uh, I think universally, most people agree that his best stuff is his creator-owned stuff. Uh, Alias was he, he created. Oh, still um, a favorite. Powers, yep. um, torso, all the the goldfish. goldfish. Stuff. I think everybody agrees that like that's his best, and this yeah. is kind of that. Yeah, this is very much that he's a. Uh, he's got new voices instead of applying his kind of patois to. Established characters, yeah. you know, like there's so many memes and jokes online about. Ultimate Spider-Man, just everyone in that comic sounding like a young Jewish or yeah. an old Jewish lady. Yeah, everyone. everyone's
0: oyveying all over yeah. the place in that book.
1: like even- Which I'm fine with, mm-hmm. but it was like,
0: hey, you're not wrong. Yeah, like yeah. It doesn't bother me, but... He does have a voice. That's true, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and also, too, um, one of the things that he does not hear that has not worked for me in other creator-owned stuff that he's got, or even just his superhero stuff, is there's a... He tries to make the dialogue between characters Mm -hmm. pitter-patter in a Amy Palladino slash David Mannet kind of way Mm -hmm. that is very very hard to pull off in comics and I don't know if he pulls it off
0: I think he pulls it off better here than he used to do I think with the aforementioned uh, Goldfish and Torso People were constantly interrupting and stuttering and restarting sentences. And while I found that to be kind of charming when I first read it and very real world, Mm -hmm. it quickly lost its luster for me. Just
1: like I found myself skipping word bubbles. It's a very natural way that people talk with each other. And it is it is an organic way of writing dialogue. But because of the way the panel layouts work, it's very difficult to get the word balloons around it and for it to really make sense, especially. Um, it also depends on what punctuation you use yeah. because sometimes it needs to be an ellipsis, sometimes a dash, sometimes yeah. there's nothing, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is an interruption from that from before, and then yeah. they're answering the question from the panel before. Like
0: you have to do a little bit of work.
1: There's a there's um a very specific rhythm to it mm. that in a weird way only he has, but he hasn't even mastered it yet. Yeah. It just really depends. But it didn't bother me here. How did what did you feel about? um alex Maliev's work here oh i'm glad
0: you asked no because i am not a fan generally of alex Maliev's work i think i i used to like his work and then he started tracing a whole lot of stuff um and i'm that guys that's not me just assuming uh i forget what issue it was that we reviewed on uh, the
1: show it was checkmate and it It was was
0: checkmate and he literally left the photoshop document uh, the layer was on of the, the person he was tracing underneath, and you could just see it. So I'm not just, I'm not just you know, yeah, he's... ragging on the guy. Um, this, I think, works much, much better. There is a more um, sort of loose and fluid style to it than I think of previous years. Um, he would trace photos and then add a bunch of stuff to it to make it look actually loose um, and more naturalistic. I think this actually works much better here.
1: Do you know if he took the photos himself or they were his photos? No idea. Mm. No
0: idea. Couldn't tell you.
1: Uh, cuz it doesn't bother me that much. It's just more about like making it consistent and then some of some of his big two work yeah. wasn't consistent. It yeah. was like leaving photos. I have no problem with him
0: tracing. It's just the way he did it took yeah. me out of the story.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but this Trace is away. this is very much more early Daredevil. Yeah. Looking Millie. Oh, I
0: like it better than this than that actually. Um yeah.
1: it it in a weird way, I, and maybe this is the Brian Michael Bendis of it all. It kind of it looked almost like Gatos. At, it was in, very in Gatosy, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Who works in a similar style? Which now you look at his stuff in Pearl, doesn't look like mm-hmm. old school Gatos at all. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you got. There's there's something to be said about like these creative teams, uh, Bendis and and his you know normal cadre of, of, of partners, Maliv, Gatos, uh, even Oming. They're all doing different styles for him now, mm-hmm. and it's like cool yeah like they, they their partnerships uh keep deepening but mm-hmm. anybody that's a, a either a bendis hater or has forgotten about him try this stuff like masterpiece so far is, is really fun this is a great fresh issue the ones was cool as hell oh i didn't read the ones um,
0: explain the ones real quick the ones, that's a great it's
1: a, a a group of chosen ones you know like uh harry like, potter like a buffy a harry potter or this or that all of them uh, are brought together by a mysterious person to stop something from happening, and they're all just, like, deluded and or jaded chosen ones. I like, love that. I was supposed I to be something, and yeah. now I'm, like, a 45-year-old guy <sighs> at a grocery store. Shit like that. Okay. Um, I'm sorry.
0: Something just to pop. The, uh, what is her name from um, the guild?
1: Huh? Oh,
0: there was an old... Um, oh, Felicia Day? Felicia Day. Oh, yeah. She has a new audio drama on Audible. And she is basically... She plays this woman who was a chosen one. She was the Harry Potter and had to go up against a Voldemort in a magic realm mm-hmm. and fucked it up. <laughs> uh, and he has taken... Voldemort has taken over and she's the Harry Potter who like works in a magic shop. Um and she is an outcast and everyone hates her for she's messing better. this up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um That's awesome.
0: It, yeah, and that's like the beginning of the story.
1: Yeah, the the ones is really fun. Um uh cover was awesome. Pearl is still going and it's great. Joy Operations was so cool and no oh. one talks about it with oh, art by right. Stephen Byrne. Yeah. So good. Um yeah. Mm. He's found his voice again in creator own stuff at Dark Horse, but it doesn't seem like anyone's talking about it. Yeah. But I mean, he's creatively happy, so I don't care. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, next up from the big two, we've got DC Comics Titans Beast World number two uh, it's by
1: a Dawn of DC Titans. Oh, colon, you're right. I'm Beast sorry. World number Into two. Into the Lions Den. Into the Lions. Yeah. Um, want, number
0: two. From whole title. Tom Taylor and Yvonne Reese, one of my all time I'm, I'm saying it. He's one of my all time favorite artists. Uh, I think I've been pussyfooting it around, and uh, I just every time I look mm-hmm. at his panels, I'm very happy.
1: I mean, I really like him. I don't know if he's my he's all-time favorite. No, but he's
0: one of my all-time favorites. He's I, going down. I, I don't know if he's one as of. One of. All right. That's okay. You're allowed. Fine, Jason, great. You'd be wrong. Um, <laughs> so we, I, like we said last time, I wasn't looking forward to Titans Beast World. It doesn't seem interesting to me. Um, but we read it, and we loved it. Right? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yep. What did you feel about Beast World Number Two? I oh, think, hold on. Shut up. Did you read any of the
1: ancillary titles between one and two? I did. I read um, Metropolis something. Some man- ma- mania. Um, There's Waller Rising and Metropolis something.
0: Beast World Tour Metropolis.
1: Tour Metropolis. Tour. Col- so it was Dawn of D.C. Titans colon Beast War Dash. Beast
0: World Tour colon. Beast World,
1: Beast World Tour colon Metropolis. Metropolis.
0: Right off the tongue. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. Did you um, like it? It was Those? fine. Yeah.
1: It was, it, it's an anthology book. I typically oh. hate them. Yeah. Um, there was one decent dreamer short story, um, and the rest of it fell out of my mind. But mm, what was yeah. funny was at the beginning of all of these issues that came out last week, it says... Takes place after the events of issue number two, right? Which came out this week. Yeah. Whoops. So I was like, "Am I missing something? I don't know." But whatever, it's fine. Um, it, I, there was nothing right home about. I, it yeah. was, it was. If it wasn't an omnibus, I'd be. I wouldn't skip it. But yeah, I didn't feel like I really needed those short stories at okay. all. Fine. Yeah. weren't but, bad. Okay. weren't necessary. Now
0: take us to this one, number two. What you think?
1: Um. Well, uh, you know, take us back to the events that happened before the stuff that I read last week. Yeah. This is great. I mean, <laughs> nice. comics are awesome. Yeah. Uh, this is great. It's, yeah, it's it a, is. I mean, nothing surprised, or at least the first third of this book, nothing surprising to me happened because they set it up at the end of the first issue. The idea that um, Dr. Hate. Love it. I still love it. <laughs> Dr. Hate scrambled Garth's mind. Gar, sorry. I say Garth and Gar. Yeah. Garth Garfield. Garth is, is Aqualad. Yeah. So Gar. Yeah. Uh, or changeling. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, um, he as Starro fucked with his mind. Now he's full beast. So what does Starro do? Sends out spores. So he is sending out these spores to the entirety of Earth. And when they take hold inside someone, they turn into some sort of beast yep. because he's Beast Boy. Such a fun concept. Yeah, really great. And there's a there's a scene. you're you're, you're staring at it. There's a scene at the beginning of the book of animal man who we have not seen in a very long time yep. who I've grown quite fond of freaking F out because he is sensing millions of new animals entering the red. Yep. And I'm like, that's a cool bit. Yeah. Um, but I actually is-
0: I stopped and I went, I, 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 thinking about the process of writing this, right. And putting together this event. Mm-hmm. Is there someone out there who like Tom Taylor's like laying it out in the, in the, in the boardroom, whatever. Um, uh, and uh, someone goes, hey, you should touch on be- um, Animal Man. Do you know what I mean? Is there someone? I wonder if it's like, how do you think of all this stuff?
1: Well, I mean, now or before, how it used to work, especially at Marvel, they would do retreats. At the bullpen. They, were, yeah. they would do straight up retreats. Like, yeah. hey, the big event is Beast World. I'm going to pitch it. And then during that pitch, other writers would be like, have we talked about what happened with Beast or with, um, the, um, with Animal, Animal Man? Man? Yeah. And can I do a mini on Animal Man during this? I used like, to hear about those shit.
0: all the time.
1: And And I don't 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 hear about it it. at all anymore. I don't know if they still do it. And I don't know if they ever really did it with uh, DC. I'm sure they had creative retreats. But anyway, go ahead. To your point, um, I mean, as as of right now, that's just like editor's job. You know, like he'll send in drafts and be like, hey, should we touch on what Animal Man's up to if it's not originally there and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But the rest of this issue is kind of a. uh, So what I like that Tom Taylor did, especially with this book, and he does it with a lot of his books, he goes really, really, really big. But then that really, really big conflict is siphoned down to just maybe a one hand-to-hand kind of Mm -hmm. combat or fight that metaphorically stands in for the larger issue. Yeah. Which was the rest of this issue. It was just like, it it was really huge and then it got small, which was I I really liked.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Everything you said. (laughs) I am having a blast with this book. I hope it wraps up well. I don't know if I'm going to bother with the ancillary titles, but diving directly into this from issue one, I didn't feel like I missed a single beat. What aren't... So So
1: I will read... I'm going to go back to... Is there a checklist in this one or was there only in the first issue? Not sure. Um, We're looking. We're looking. We're looking. I don't
0: see it. But I will keep talking. Um, One of my favorite bits is the way Tom Taylor writes Batman. Batman is helping... Batman and Nightwing have have jumped into the fray and they're helping people who are being savaged by all of these beasts that are taking over and they're bloodthirsty and they're attacking everybody because that's what they do. And... Bruce saves this little kid and has just a two-panel interaction with this kid. And I was like, oh, that's Batman. That's the guy I kind of grew up with when he had the the blue and gray with the yellow oval. You know what I mean? Like, in the late 70s, early 80s, he wasn't just a shadow who would never talked to anybody or just grunted or whatever. He would, like... He would talk to the kids if he was saving them, mm-hmm. you know. He had he had things to say occasionally. He wants
1: criminals to fear him, not children. Not children, right? Exactly. And I, I love the bit of you know, like is is he your son?
0: Is he? Are you his dad? I am. And he'll catch you because that's what he does. Like, come on.
1: I so there's no, but, a I, I don't I don't personally understand this. There is a contingent of, I guess, comic book influencers or of comic book Twitter hmm. that hate Tom Taylor.
0: I don't understand it. I, d- think I th- don't get it. I, um, without
1: it. without engaging it, they think that, and to paraphrase, that he is um, overly sentimental and bloviates and um, doesn't capture the voices. Just like the, it's it's yeah. I guess I guess it's too touchy feely.
0: Can I throw a an idea in there? What? Is it because he made Superman gay?
1: No, some of these some of these influences are, are,
0: are gay. Some of these influences our, are gay. Oh, queer. oh, I see. yeah, are <laughs> queer themselves. I
1: say, huh. uh, if anything, it would be like a, a pushback against you didn't need to bother doing that because you could have done this and this. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, they it's, they speak specifically about the Nightwing rung and I'm like, I, have I love no it. Fucking idea it what is my favorite about. DC book yeah. that's coming out, and I love
0: anything Tom Taylor writes. I will read it. Yeah, I don't it think it's all. Me a masterpiece but i do think um i enjoy in them way today. more than i don't yeah.
1: yeah ditto i mean i think he's an incredibly capable writer like yeah. he he um pushes i you know what maybe people are just still sour over in, uh, injustice i don't know what about it i mean people hate dark superman now oh i said it's, okay. it's just I like gotcha.
0: a oh I also, maybe to, they, he didn't do.
1: You know what? It could be easier than that. There's to, a cycle to things. Every, everyone was S and his D for a very long time, and now it's time for the pendulum to irrationally swing in the other yeah. direction. Well, before I don't know,
0: he was an underdog, right? He was a guy who showed up and was writing a comic book based on a video game property that no one expected to be any good at all. And I feel sure. like everyone was like, "Holy shit, this is actually great!" Um, but now he's writing really big books, and he's kind of like really big books, right? Like he's. He's not Joshua Williamson prolific, but he's writing a bunch of the stuff on the shelves.
1: I think he's and like... One once of that t- happens, people just like to tear you down. It feels like the top three writers or mm-hmm. just creative voices in Marvel right now are uh, Mark Wade, Joshua Williamson, and Tom Taylor. Yeah, definitely. Like, they have the main books.
0: And rightly so, I think. Uh, but that being said... Um, oh, did we even talk about the...
1: the uh, but
0: the um w- presentation
1: wickety but uh yeah it's uh, it's fine there's nothing to talk about yeah, it's got an Yvonne it's reese a, cover that's all i need to get me a to pick comic up a book, book yeah. with paper like there's nothing like extra right. uh, there is a lenticular uh <laughs> whoa there edition. was yeah it's kind of cool that was really cool yeah. The starro yeah. yeah
0: oh you know what i have a giant gripe about this book
1: uh-oh where's jarro uh, that's a giant gripe about just all of DC. <laughs> that's true. Any book sans Jaro. You know what? I guess Jaro didn't get remade post death metal.
0: Oh, man.
1: He's out there in my heart, though. Jaro was a, a very, very important character for death metal. He was and, like part of the third act. And for me. In, in my yeah, heart. I mean, yeah. clearly. Uh, he's the best Robin.
0: Yeah. Hashtag R.I.P. Jaro. Jaro. Yeah.
1: Uh, also, yeah. I, I said that flippantly, but it's true. Jaro was the best Robin. <laughs> he is the best Robin. Period. Well, uh,
0: so how fl- how f- how floppy was it? How fresh. how fresh yeah. was it?
1: It's very fresh. It's um yeah. s- seemingly simple superhero comics. Um, if you know what it feels like, it feels a little bit like if I'm used to be so bold. It feels like uh early bold. early Jeff Johns. Oh yeah. Early DC Jeff Johns. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this the Titans run and the uh, Nightwing run. Not as much lore, but it does feel like uh, buoyant and. Mm new and engaging, uh, the, like, it's, his early Green Lantern stuff.
0: Yeah, it's way more exciting than I kind of assumed it would be, given that it was a Beast Boy-led event. You oh, so I mean? you, you hate Beast Boy.
1: Uh, listen, he sucks. Mm.
0: Um, I wish he was dead. But otherwise, he's fine. Well, you know what? May not make it out of this uh, <laughs> That's event. true. Yeah, it's true.
1: Uh, what's next on the docket, James brother? Frost, he is dead. Uh, Let's talk about the new... <laughs> let's talk about the new Punisher real quick. It's issue number that. two, written by David Pepos, with art by... Dave Wachter. Um, I know
0: Wachter. I don't know the art, the writer. Do you? Uh,
1: well, yes, he wrote issue one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> uh, that classic.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he, about thirty days ago, he wrote. We're old friends. One. I, yeah. I can't believe I forgot yeah. him. Yeah. Um, uh, now he um, Savage <laughs> Avengers, some Moon Knights, uh, oh, a bunch yeah. of indie stuff. Uh, I think for Aftershock, Scouts Honor. And, something. He's, he's a, and he's a solid follow on Twitter. Um, but oh, no, that's nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. good guy. Uh, so I had not read this new Punisher. This is not Frank Castle. The big hullabaloo is that this is a new Punisher um, Joe Garrison. Garrison. Um, and he is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who loses his family. So then he's like, I'm going to punish people.
1: He's not just any S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, <sighs> isn't he? He's S.H.I.E.L.D.'s gravedigger.
0: What does that mean? I, Is that the person that they I mean, send to like I mean, they didn't, they didn't clean up give, problems?
1: They didn't give um, Def uh, a a point by point, solid definition of all the skill sets hmm. that accompany the title of Grave Digger, like or. How many different job roles mm-hmm. led up to Grave Digger? Yeah. Not unlike associate co- uh, creative director, creative director, mm-hmm. vice president of creative directing. How long Thanks. was he in middle management before um, getting I'm the Grave Digger? I'm assuming he was in uh, maybe. Uh, ooh, what's another metaphor for grave digging? That's like right behind it. Um, the people that watch the the cemetery. What is that?
0: I don't know. What is that? That's oh, like yeah. fucking
1: role. There's like an yeah, actual right. like job right. role. Yeah. Caretaker. I only, I only ever He's see those. He's car- the He like he was caretaker first.
0: I only ever see those characters in horror movies. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <know>. It's literally <laughs> the only time you see a caretaker is like up. Oh, someone dug yeah. up Jason. So Shit. He, uh,
1: he went from shield uh, shield caretaker to shield grave digger.
0: And how do you feel about this guy being the new? Uh, first of all, he does not call himself the Punisher. The no. media. Calls him the Punisher because he's doing some punishing.
1: How do you feel about uh, Joe Garrison? Um, So far, especially after this issue, I think he's fucking cool. Yeah. I think he's really cool, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, he has the... There is a early Frank Castle vibe to Mm -hmm. his demeanor. Uh, I got a lot of, like, uh, positive feelings uh about some other punisher that i've read especially with the inner di- uh, the, his inner monologue is not as grizzled and tortured as frank yeah but the the dialogue and the thought process is very similar yeah. you know like what's where i'm feeling pain what do i have to do next i'll take them this way like yeah it's it's interesting it's like reading a different person say the same thing mm-hmm. and I like that a lot like it's it's Punisher without being Punisher yeah. I like uh, it a lot
0: I, I, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it because he just seems a little bit like Frank Castle Light um, who we've had for decades so yeah, this just fair. seems like another guy doing the same thing but I mean that's why it's a
1: Punisher book because <laughs> it's basically those same um, thematic trappings I was going to say like I don't uh, uh, it's been a little while since I've said this mm-hmm. it's a feature not a bug ah Uh, I think it is uh, explicitly kind of like, if not reminiscent, then note for note, almost to the detriment of his actual mission because not only do the press kind of dub him this, but also these villains are starting to dub him that, and it's like, Mm. uh, fine, great, cool. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care, but... And that that name comes with a lot, you know. Yeah, the story itself doesn't necessarily go out of its way to try and be inorganically original. It's just another mission, and Mm. I think that's cool. Nice. Yeah.
0: I think it's just fine. I'm
1: going to give it a a mildly fresh. I think it's better than just fine, and I'm going to give it just fresh. Fresh. Okay. Fresh. Not super Two. fresh. Not fresh enough. Fresh. Fresh. This is a solid B+. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next comic that I want to talk about that you didn't read because you're a terrible human being is Danger Street 12, number 12 by Tom King and Jorge Fornes. Um, this was a 12-issue miniseries with 13 main characters and four subplots that did not do any um, extra... It didn't hold your hand at all. Um, And for 11 issues, I read it, uh, one of the top of my stack books, Ah. and still don't think I could explain, actually, what's happening to anyone. But I was never confused, Mm. uh, which is its own problem. Uh, And it wrapped up. Was it satisfying? Yeah, it was really fucking satisfying. (laughs) 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 This is... This is, um, it's, it's structured to be 12 issues. It is 12 chapters. I don't know if I would have, st- there's a lot of Tom King's books where I would be like, hey, you guys should read this in issues. Get into yeah. it, get into it. This is better, this is collected. Yeah. Because it's so dense and so overly complicated, but that's, that's kind of part of the charm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, you,
0: you made me read one issue, one issue in the
1: middle of the run, yeah. which was just
0: two assassins yeah. on a rooftop uh, philosophizing? Yeah. Is that what you would call it?
1: Yeah, so it was Manhunter versus Spy Master. Yeah. And the Spy Master was protecting the green team, which was a bunch of Fox News Allegor it was a bunch of kids with gajillions of billions of dollars, but oh. they actually run like the Fox News of this universe. Oh. Children. No. Kids. Oh, okay. Um uh yeah. the Manhunter is hunting down and murdering all these children and Spy Master is Protecting all these children, but the children themselves are awful. Yeah, awful, awful human beings. Most kids are. Yeah. Well, yeah, but now they have unlimited resources yeah, and yeah. money. Yeah. Um And the two of them are the greatest assassins, and they just kind of talk through it, including uh, up to and including in the afterlife. Yeah. Because <laughs> they kill each other. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, I from five issues. I am ago. so
0: glad I read. Just if anyone's out there and you see it on the shelf, grab it and just read it. Was it
1: seven? It's, I think it's eight or. I it I might be
0: eight. Yeah, but it's... Uh, oh, man.
1: One of my it's favorite weird. issues of the year. It was so weird, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this book is filled with stuff like that. It, they, everything feels like a side quest until it's not. Mm-hmm. There's a whole subplot of Darkseid and the All-Father... All-Father? High-Father. Yeah. Um, just kind of looking at each other, being like, it happened, uh, we're so fucked, and then they console each other and hang out for the rest of the series what yeah and you don't know what it is until the end what happened and what didn't happen and okay yeah this there's a this book is weird it sounds weird uh but it's really good
0: there are okay so there's a lot of tom king books that i recommend to most people Mm -hmm. like Supergirl, human target um is this one this this doesn't seem like someone that you would this is
1: in the um this is in the in the rorschach yeah strange adventures yeah uh, slightly esoteric. Yeah. yeah. This is the, yeah, this is on on par with them where it's like, "Oh, you've read the accessible stuff. Now go for this because yeah. you'll, like so you'll like that just as much." You like this it, like it's it's just as rewarding, but it's a different it's a different muscle. How fresh? Uh, I think this whole series was very fresh. Nice. Yeah, Jorge yeah. Fornis is a goddamn beast. I love him. Great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was that it, or are we uh, missing one?
1: No, you know what? Let's talk about Outsiders really fast.
0: Oh, yeah. So, Outsiders from DC Comics, number two, came out this week from Jackson and Kelly, Lansing. Kelly,
1: Jackson, Lansing, uh, with art by another person who is responsible for depicting the images in the pages, panel in by sequential panel. form, yeah. To tell motion, to show motion. Robert Carrey. Robert Carey, thank Robert you. Robert
0: was well done. <laughs> um, uh, and this, for anyone who doesn't know, and if you loved... The planetary series from Warren Ellis and John Cassaday, this is the follow-up to that in continuity of DC Comics. This feels like more planetary from—
1: I guess it is a follow-up, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but it just happens to have uh, Luke Fox and Batwoman and then a different drummer.
1: I can't tell yet if it's a follow-up, side story, reboot, or just DC version of either way. I think, Mm -hmm. Or all of them. Or all of them. It could be all of those things at once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because it's so kind of nebulous. But yeah, no, this was awesome. I think the art is fantastic. I've never heard of Robert Carey before. Me neither. um, But it's great. And halfway through this issue, I thought that they were going to completely go back on the the parameter, missions of parameter, mission parameters, mission mission parameters, parameters. set up in issue one. Immediately, because that would be the comic book thing to do. And they don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, I, was, I really uh, okay. appreciate it. I, yeah. I, I,
1: I learned to respect this book even more. If
0: you like a good punch em up slobber knocker, not this it. book is not for you. No. Um, the things are handled in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. Different conflicts are resolved. Not yeah. using fisticuffs.
1: This is a good book. Yeah. I, I like it. And it's only two issues in it's 12 issue maxi series. I, I think more people should. It's, it seems as though it's like one of those sleeper books yeah. four or five issues from now. Other people are going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Much like Planetary. Very fresh. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say pretty fresh. I'm going to say it's fresher than pretty fresh. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I, I don't agree with you.
0: Because uh, I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So I don't, I don't blame you. Are we done? Did we do it? Yeah, yeah we
1: did it. We We're did good. it.
0: Uh, hey, um, we'll see you next we, next Wednesday when we do the next Fresh Floppies.
1: I mean, we could probably see them before that if they decide to tune into our live Show, which is available now. If you weren't there, that's true. On YouTube, you can as well as your podcast. Go feed. listen to
0: it. Go to YouTube. And last well, last night we talked about
1: uh Boy and the Heron.
0: Yeah, the new Miyazaki film. Mm-hmm. We had we had opinions. So go listen to them, and we'll talk at you later.
1: Do do do. Bye. to the cult pop network home to podcasts live shows and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts and be sure to join us live every wednesday night at youtube.com backslash pop go at 8 p.m eastern while you're there be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new thunder rounds and episodes of fresh floppies a spoiler free show about single issue comics released each week until then we'll talk at you later Thank you